Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. Everything to Christ and laid it upon the altar and they walk away free and they walk away full. They walk away forgiven. They walk away changed. But when I can spend hours of time and sit down with you and try to convince your mind to think different without dealing with the issue, you will not be different. This is where Adam and Eve made the difference. This is what they did. They reached onto the tree that was in the midst of the garden. What is so interesting, in the midst of the garden, it says that there were two trees. And out of the midst of it, out of the midst of the garden of Eden yet, there flowed was the headwaters of a gigantic fountain. It must have been a huge fountain because it fed four different rivers that are still flowing to this day. Somewhere out of the internals in which I thought about going into when the fountains of the deep broke open and the flood came when God destroyed the first uh, era of people. I thought about going into, I thought time will not allow me to do that. But if you could just see a little bit, the amount of a little bit of the Garden of Eden, what it looked like and the water that was flowing and how that it flowed from right out where those trees were and it watered them. It was an amazing story, I believe, what God had in the Garden of Eden. And so we get glimpses from it. We see in it and we see some things in that garden that are life-changing. And this is one of those things. You see, many, many times, my friend, you and I have been spoken to by the serpent. You've been taught by the serpent out of that tree. And you've been told this is the way to go when God has given you this. But when you receive this, it's by way of an understanding in an intimate way, in a personal way, in a way that God, like I said, he intertwines it in your heart. He makes you new. He just doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't confuse you or or he doesn't deceive you with thinking you're new. You are new. You are different. But the cost of it is what Adam and Eve did not want. I mean, what more do you want than life? When you have the promise, if you eat of this tree, you will live forever. You will never die. But even eat of this one, you're going to die. What was so deceptive that a person would choose to rather eat of this one and die than eat of this one and never die? You know, we look at Adam and Eve and we look at them and say, how could they have been so deceived? Because here they were offered eternal life, never to die, always to live, always to be happy, always full of joy and the power of God. And here, sure death. What was so attractive to this versus this? You know what it was? May I tell you, it was the cross. The cross in the life. They needed to sacrifice that personal knowledge that they so longed for. They long for that knowledge rather than the life. And friend, once you start yearning for knowledge more than life, you're in trouble. You'll get pushed out of the garden at that point. And sin will start growing on to you. And you'll start going down deeper into the ruts and into the fallacies of man. There you'll find yourself laying way down in there one day. 
dying, dying, and even physical dying at times. You see, there was no cross in the life, necessarily in the tree of life, but yet it was. Because if you eat of the tree of life, you cannot eat of the other one. And that's the cross that I believe hits most people today and offends most people. We don't want just life. We want to know why life. We want to know profound life. We want to know, and so we can tell everybody about life, so that I can have it in him. And I've prayed something many years ago. I said to God, in the midst of all my, my life, I said, God, don't ever allow me to preach something that I have not experienced. Don't ever allow me to preach. And then in my prayer, I say, God, now bring me to that place. Just don't allow me. You bring me to that place, regardless of what you need to do in my life. You bring me to that place first. Only then can the true life come out of me that changes other people. And that's been my cry. There's some message to, messages to this day that I have never preached because I have not lived it. And I will not preach it. One of those is a message on meekness. I've not preached a message on meekness because I do not find it yet. See, humility is one thing. Meekness is another thing. A lot of people think meekness is humility. That's not what it is. But I don't want to turn to that now. Let's look at some other things here. Tree knowledge. Knowing all about the tree will not give you life. How many times have I seen people at the altar crying out, but I just don't understand that. You're trying to grab off of the tree of life, uh, knowledge. But I, I just cannot understand it. Once it's clear to me, then I can believe it. No. We believe it because it's the word. And this is difficult. This is where the cross comes in. The cross of eating off of the tree of life is one that eats of it and not understands it. But the one that is eating off of the tree of knowledge has to understand it completely or he makes the word of God of non-effect and he throws it over here. I don't need that because I don't understand it. Concerning righteousness, uh, personal righteousness versus the righteousness of Christ, many people struggle with that. Because they don't understand it. The Bible never tells us that there is a place that you have to come to to understand it in order to receive it. No. This is why we receive by faith. You see, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. You, if you understand it, you probably don't need faith. This is why God allows these two trees now that we have, innocently yet perhaps not so because of Adam and Eve, that are constantly in our own life. And you can pull, to, uh, pull off of one or pull off of the other as you live. And many people, if they pull off of the one of the tree of knowledge, they'll never go far in their Christian life. And they will also conclude with things that, why is Jesus not working in my life? Why do I read the Bible and the things that are in the Bible are not coming from my life? And then so what we do is we lean harder on the tree of knowledge Rather than taking up the cross, we lean harder on the tree of knowledge and we hang on to and we make ourselves do things. How many times have we looked at the fruit of the Spirit and we looked and we say, I need to have more love. God, I need to have more love. I'm just going to start loving more because of the fruit. No, a fruit is a result. It's not something you make. It's not something you do. It's something that comes out of you because of a result. The fruit of the Spirit is a result. 
And so we don't try harder. We surrender our life and we eat off of the tree of life. That's where it comes. But it's so hard to do that because of what we go through in getting to that tree. You understand what I'm saying? Move on. James chapter 3 verse 14. But if any, but if ye have bitter envying and strive in your hearts, glory not. Lie not against the truth. This wisdom, the wisdom of knowing disables producing. I want you to hear that. The wisdom or the knowledge of knowing stuns production. Because now you take it in your own hands to do. Where before you lean on God. Remember the Jacob story where Jacob was down in the dust. And until he was done with himself and he saw the enemy coming in full surrender and finally he said, God, I'm going to die. I have a sentence on me and Esau's coming over the hills. I'm going to die. Only then is when the fruit started. And only then is where God convinced Esau to be a friend to this man. In verse 15 it says, This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly and sensual and devilish. In Lamentation chapter 3, verse 38, it says, Out of the mouth of the Most High proceedeth not evil and good. Out of the mouth of the Most High, out of the mouth of God, does not proceed good and evil. It's good and it's life. Remember that. Something that has always amused me a bit, not amused me, but I've wondered about this. I don't know trees as well as Mike would, some of you that are out here. So I, I look at the leaves and there I decide what the tree is. Some, some of them I understand by the bark as well. But I look at one tree and there's, there's one standing here and one standing here. The same water basically feeds both. And they're standing on the same ground and drawing the same nutrients and minerals. And one comes up and produces apples and the other one comes up and produces cherries. I'm, I marvel at that at times. Look at this. Somewhere in the tree makes the difference. Somewhere in the tree, something happens and it turns into little red cherries and the other one, apples or peaches. And yet they draw from the same thing. It's a mystery. And yet we understand through science how it works. But it's still a mystery. And then I see this also in people's lives, feeding off the same word of God, receiving the same word of God, eating the same. And some turn out so different than others. What is the difference? I believe it is whether we have the tree of life in us or whether it's the tree of knowledge that we depend on. And listen, people, if I could just tell you this. You see, Apostle Paul, he was, he was educated with Gamaliel in the school that is even today known as a school of high regard, even in Jerusalem. It's still known as one of the higher educated colleges. And it, still, it doesn't exist, but the things that they taught and so forth was far advanced above the others. And this is where Paul was taught. And I would like to say it's a bit of, a, bit of an issue between scholars between the age of 10 and 15. However, it would point almost that he was there at the age of 10 even more so than 15. And he already knew the Old Testament, much of it. And some of them believe he knew the whole Old Testament already by the age of 15. So Paul knew it all, but when God struck him down on the way to Damascus and he struck him down with a powerful light from heaven, he said when he, God 
when God came down on him and he saw the calling on his life and God released him, he said, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Immediately I did not depend on knowledge. But he turned to the revelation of Christ by way of a true experience with him. And in that submission and, and that true experience that he experienced in Christ, as he surrendered his life to him on daily basis, even in prison as he wrote much of this Bible, New Testament, as he was in prison at times when he was writing these things, it wasn't the pleasant things, but look what came out of him. So you see, he knew him by revelation, not by knowledge. He knew it because of being in him, not of him. There's a big difference. If you're frustrated in your Christian life, I will tell you this, my friend. If you're frustrated in your Christian life because you see of what all is going on within you that perhaps you would not dare to even talk about, besides maybe just me and a few others, or even maybe... Not even me, but other frustrating things. It must be, my friend, only then that you're eating off of the tree of life. You might know it all. You might know it so well. You might understand it so well, but it's not in you. It must be an awful frustration. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I see this principle. Eve and Adam, the two beginning children of all mankind, they looked at that tree and they said, that's an easy one. Let's eat this one. And then we can be smart. We can know everything and we can do everything. Yes, we're going to die, but so what? Do you think that's a little bit the way they looked? No, I believe they were completely deceived. They were deceived, especially Eve. She was deceived by the serpent because the serpent had a powerful voice. You know why? Because she's... Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.